Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we are watching Fresh Off the Boat. Now, do you know anything about this? I mean, I know enough. It was a while ago that I had heard a lot of buzz about it. I think back when it first got started. Um, uh, I- yeah, it first aired in 2015. Um, it is still airing, so the it's been renewed for a fifth season mm-hmm. recently. So that's cool. Awesome. Um, I had no idea that it was still running. Um, I'm just going to say... Because the show stars um, Asian American family, that we are two white people. So if we are um, not like misunderstanding, but if we kind of some stuff flies over our head, that's why. <sighs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but here's some fun facts. Very fun. The funnest facts. Okay. Uh, This is the first American sitcom starring Asian Americans since 1994. That's a long time ago now. It was 21 years between the last sitcom featuring Asians and this one. What sitcom was that? Um, It was All American Girl. uh, And that's... It only ran for one season, and it was uh, about a Korean-American family. All right. Um, and the family in this show is Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. The, the premise is that they are moving from Washington, D.C. to Orlando, Florida, and in Orlando there isn't a big Asian population, so they're having like trouble with it, mm-hmm. not having that, uh, I guess, population that is people who they know about who they can get along with not having a lot of people around who have a a shared life experience that you can easily relate to yeah yeah um so i had a friend and uh when i lived in south florida i had a friend who was chinese and when i would go over to her family's house and like her neighborhood like her whole neighborhood was asian and i had no idea that that existed basically where i lived Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense to want to be around people who understand your traditions and stuff, but it's just, I guess it's interesting feeling like you don't know the people in your own community. Like yeah. what? <laughs> you know, I was very like, how do you know so many Asian people? I only know you. Mm. <sighs> I'm, I am in... I'm in no sense uh, uh, qualified in this topic, but you really get a sense that like there's a lot of like communities that are just not uh, non-welcoming to non-white people. Basically, that the, like little neighborhoods will get set up that like uh, whatever their intentions just end up being like white neighborhoods and uh other uh communities have to like stick together yeah 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 i think it's less that like they're unwelcoming to white people so much as like first of all white people want to be around other white people because they're terrible yeah Um, but second of all it's like 
I want to be around people that get me. And white people are, again, terrible. <laughs> and and they don't necessarily, like, they don't necessarily gel in, in a community of people whose traditions and culture they don't know about. Mm. Um, so there's that. The sitcom is also loosely inspired by a book written by Eddie Huang, who was a uh, chef and food personality. He uh, he's a he's a big food celebrity in New York, mm-hmm. and he wrote a a memoir of his own family called Fresh Off the Boat, and that's what this series is based off of. So I didn't know that either. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so so it's about like when he was a kid when they moved to Florida and like struggling with his own Asian American identity and stuff like that. And Eddie Huang actually narrates the show. So it's kind of it's like I guess more traditional sitcom style where it's the grown up Eddie narrating like his younger life. Hmm. But it only says season one, so I guess they kind of abandoned that premise in the later seasons. Hmm. <laughs> you don't seem to have many thoughts on this. I just, I can't comment on that because I have absolutely no idea. What do you um, mean? No, I just mean, I have, I've, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, may, I mean, he might just be busy doing other stuff in his career. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Maybe only the first season is based off of his book. I don't know, but... Well, that's that's what I assumed because it does say loosely inspired by the book, and stuff that is inspired by books tends to follow really closely in the first season and then kind of abandon the book in later seasons just because, <laughs> well, just because they need to expand on it and the book only goes so far. Uh, yeah, fair. It enough. only it only details so much. Like the book isn't four seasons worth of episodes, you know? Yeah. I just I remember seeing good some great clips back when uh, there was a lot of buzz about it, but I just am yeah, I, not that much of a TV guy. Don't really have probably didn't even have access to the like right channel for it. But like now I have Hulu. I'm pretty sure that this show is on Hulu. It does say he. There are two reasons he stopped being the narrator in this in season two, which is time constraints as we suggested but also creative differences with abc well i mean it is abc uh so it's possible that they wanted to do some stuff with the show that he was not comfortable with which Mm -hmm. is not cool abc but they didn't replace him in the narrator role they just like dropped it so they did they did have the like traditional sitcom narrator and then when he left they were like well we're not doing that anymore it would be weird to have a replacement uh, adult Eddie. Uh, yeah. To replace the real Eddie. But I guess it's like, if you think about like the show Everybody Hates Chris, I I can't imagine a single episode of... I can't... I don't remember because it probably doesn't exist, but I can't think of a single episode of that show that did not have Chris Rock narrating. Or was it Chris Tucker? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Chris Rock, but... I mean, yeah, I guess these shows have like kind of are kind of similar in that way. Um, do do that many of these sitcoms have that exact same premise with the like um, narration and stuff? 
No, not a lot of them have narration, but um, at least not by the main character. Well, actually, yeah. So, like... How I Met Your uh, Mother? Yeah, How I Met Your Mother is narration. Um, There are shows where it's, like... I think... I can't remember the show, but it's the new Tim Allen show that sucks. And he (laughs) has, like, a video blog or something that's, like kind of narration but not really it's just kind of like the end of end of episode lesson he learned or whatever Mm -hmm. i know that arrested development has a narrator but it's probably not a character narrator there's a lot of shows that have narrators um a lot of like more hard-boiled ones will have the inner narration of the like main protagonist in the moment like veronica mars and uh, burn notice yeah so narration isn't like un found it as a tv show uh direction but again i do think it's interesting that when he was like i'm done narrating they were like all right no more narrator (laughs) um the i'm just looking more into the creative differences and he's just he dropped it because he was worried um that the story was not going to be presented as authentic Mm -hmm. anymore um but they still um they still credit him as a producer so he's still like somewhat involved just not as involved as he used to be okay that's good anyway i've gone on about stuff that doesn't matter for long enough i think mr robot's not a sitcom but that's another show that has main character narration yeah are you have you just this whole time trying to be thinking of shows with character narration yeah i just i don't think about it often enough but it's in so many shows particularly shows that i've watched you know well and if you think of if you think of non-show media um a specific one that comes to mind is dr horrible he has his whole sing-along blog that's basically narration uh yeah fair enough i've never seen that but okay (laughs) you've never seen that no we might have to have a special episode on that. I mean, it's not it's a TV show, is it? No, it's it's like, it used to be on YouTube. I don't know if it is anymore. It definitely used to be on Netflix. Um, it's literally just like... It's definitely not on Netflix anymore. Yeah, it's like a, a like a 45-minute movie that stars Neil Patrick Harris as Dr. Horrible and Nathan Fillion as his uh, nemesis, the... The hero. The hammer? Yeah. I only know stuff about Dr. Horrible from Tumblr. Um, the music is really good. <laughs> Alright. And anyway, this doesn't matter anymore. I know that guy's a good singer. Yeah. Actually, okay. Before we wrap up, I did see an ad. I was hanging out with my dad today and we watched a lot of TV together. I saw an ad on cable for... Uh, another cop show starring Nathan Fillion. Yay! Now I guess now that Castle is over, they're like, no, people love you as a cop. We need to keep... And he wasn't even a cop in that, technically. But now he like, gets to be a cop! We can't have a cop show... We can't have Nathan Fillion not in a cop show. He must be in a cop show. So he's in a show called The Rookie. <laughs> so maybe, maybe when that comes out, we'll review it. Man, when was the last time Nathan Vellian was part of something worthwhile? 
<laughs> Damn, I liked Castle. I mean, sure, whatever. It's sure, really whatever. nothing. Anyway, let's watch these episodes. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Bon appetit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So. Uh, any initial thoughts? Oh, I'm curious if that, uh, if what you saw was what you expected when you picked this show. Um, it was more sitcom than I expected. I knew it was a sitcom, but before then I had only seen the funny parts of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also read on the Wikipedia when... Uh, Eddie Huang left the project they started focusing more on his mom mm-hmm. and those are like all of the clips I remember seeing are of his mom saying funny things yeah totally in these first three episodes she's like immediately my favorite character mm-hmm. yeah um so I think that might be maybe the show gets uh, more comedy based when they uh, start focusing on her rather than Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It it definitely wasn't what I expected. <laughs> yeah. But at least, you know, like, considering what it was based off of, it's good that, and I hope that it never changes. We're never laughing at them. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole premise of the show is it's like a normal sitcom. They're just doing, like, funny family stuff. Yeah. Even though uh, we are both um, Americans from the South near where this takes place, uh, we still relate to the cast as a group of uh, immigrants in America dealing with all yeah. of our dealing of all the craziness of white America. Yeah. Well, the the parents are immigrants. Um... The kids are not. Right. Because Eddie loves uh, all the crit 90s hip hop. That was amazing back then. <laughs> um, it was just wild hearing the phrase, get a nut. Mm. <laughs> just over and over again. You just want to get like, a nut. I- I'm just trying to get a nut, dad. <laughs> and And how that phrase has kind of shifted in the past 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't mean <laughs> what it used to mean. Yeah, I'm I'm sure when they were making the the show that was purposeful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I it is it is interesting, um, the amount of relatability that mm-hmm. can come from a show where the characters are literally nothing like you. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that. We're just. I think that Americans are pretty aware of how America is pretty weird, in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I didn't grow up in Orlando, but I definitely grew up in Florida, and a lot of that. Just like I don't know the way the people looked and acted, I think is very like uniquely Floridian. Mm. <laughs> I didn't pick up on any of that. Is there anything in particular? 
Um, block parties for one. Mm, yeah, uh, never had not a... NASCAR themed block parties. We never oh, did sports, but we always we would just have an annual block party where the whole neighborhood would just like bring food and hang out at the pool. I've never heard or seen of that happening ever. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was like a, yeah, that was an annual thing in my childhood. We had block parties. Yeah, I always thought that was a thing that only happened in sitcoms. Nope. <laughs> all right good to know i almost while we were watching it i was almost like oh my god it's a block party and then they were like nascar and i'm like oh never mind uh, <laughs> yeah sometimes i don't know sometimes even for us it feels like when we're watching tv that they're like the um that you know like the writers or the actors or whatever are expressing like a certain slice of Americana that we're not privy to, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anything in particular? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Okay. It's just something, it's just a familiar feeling. Yeah. Um, my notes are pretty sparse. I only wrote down, like, funny quotes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so the dad... I think his name is Lewis. I have a list right uh, here. Of the names? Uh-huh. Is the dad's name Lewis? Yes. Alright, I did it. Um, Owns a, like, Texas Roadhouse-style restaurant. Mm-hmm. That uh, everybody mistakes for part of the franchise. For a different restaurant, yeah. Um, and in the first episode, he's like, oh, I need a white server so that white people feel comfortable coming here. And he's, like, imitating his customers, and he's like, hello, white friend, I am comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that one really got me. He had some of the second best lines after his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we're, I was mentioning the phrase, uh, trying to get a nut. <laughs> and um, Eddie says that to his dad, and his dad I don't know, says it back or whatever. And his mom goes, nut for me too. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Thanks, TV. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and then the, the third episode was something we both kind of related to, which is, uh, women bonding over Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you related to it. Uh, I am just, um, I related to the part where the husband is like, no scary stuff. He's <laughs> like, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the mom gets her first uh, Floridian friend, mm-hmm. and it's their next door neighbor, and... She's sort of they been both, p- like, publicly shunned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both like scary movies and Stephen King, and the whole plot is that, like, she... Um, stole supposedly someone else's husband Mm -hmm. so uh all the other women in the neighborhood hate her but the mom like doesn't like the other woman anyway so it's kind of a win-win it's a win-win uh and uh lewis uh the first time that he sees honey and her husband mistakes them for a dad and a daughter because it's that bizarre also also very floridian yeah yeah (laughs) Like, um, like her husband relates to a grandma 
uh, more than he does, probably his own wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The husband, um, like, talks to their grandmother, who doesn't speak English, mm-hmm. but it was a pretty cute interaction. Grandma Jenny, wait, hold on. Uh, so Grandma Jenny, uh, Honey the Ellis, and Marvin really cool. Ellis. Um, I was just going to say the grandma doesn't get a whole lot of lines, um, but the few times she does get to be funny, it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, for example, she does this thing, she's in a wheelchair and she like rolls into the room and starts playing hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie will, will do like a, a swag walk in and announce something. Um, and there was one where he did that, but then he turned off the music and he was like, I don't feel like it. And she was like, why did we rehearse? <laughs> <laughs> She's very cool. Yeah. Cool grandma. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just uh, go through all the characters? Um, because some other... Um... So when I was just getting stuff ready to talk about and I was just looking at stuff... Uh, I saw on the ABC website, you know, the season four episodes that came out uh, recently. Uh, mm-hmm. And Honey and Marvin Ellis are very prominent in the thumbnails. Interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure that besides the family, they are like the other main characters, pretty much. Okay. That might be another shift that happened when they, between season one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go through the characters. Um, how do you feel about the main character, Eddie Huang? Well, he's a weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. He, he's, he's taking all of his advice from hip hop and rap and music videos. And it's very obvious when he talks about like his like big dreams and stuff is that there's not actually like a lot there. He just wants yeah, to like. Yeah, he's just kind of uh, parroting back uh, rappers talking about how their big dream was to be a rapper, and now mm-hmm. they are. And his dream is not that. No, but he doesn't know what it is. He's eleven, and he's just uh, he's he's just practicing stuff that he doesn't really understand. But mm-hmm. but he seems to be like uh, struggling his way through the culture shock. Yeah, um, him and his mom specifically both have uh, a really hard time adjusting, and everyone else in the family seems to take it easier. Oh my gosh, very, very easy. (laughs) So what are his little (laughs) brother's names? Uh, Emery and Evan. Emery and Evan. Evan is the opposite of Eddie, where Eddie's like, I'm going to do my own thing, I don't want to do school, blah, blah, blah. Evan's like very strict and into it. Mm-hmm. He's an, a um, rule. Uh, he's uh, obeys the rules and studies hard. Yeah, and then Emery, you said this one thing I think explains him perfectly, which is nothing phases him. No, he, he like he adjusted immediately. Mm-mm. Uh, and girls like him. And girls like him. And then like you know Eddie and I already forget the little brother's name. Evan are fighting in front of him and he's just like whatever 
<laughs> he cares so little. <laughs> There's one scene where Eddie was like, how do you already have a girlfriend? Why don't I have a girlfriend? And Emery goes, you want it too much. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so those are the kids. Oh, and there was one quote where they're talking to some Dinan dashers, and the <clears> dad <throat> is like, "Those are my three sons." And then one of the guys goes, "Oh, you were going for a little girl, huh?" Uh huh. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh. Uh, wasn't that the same thing that happened in Malcolm in the Middle? That they wanted a girl and they just kept having boys. Yeah. That they. Oh yeah, because they had four boys actually. Never mind. Yeah, they had four. Jeez. So anyways. So many. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it's, like, you can tell uh, one of the parts of it being adapted from the book written by Eddie uh, is mm-hmm. that Eddie is the one who is, like, struggling and suffering uh, and his brothers are fine. Because that is a very 11-year-old memory of life. Yeah. Where it's like, my siblings well, are fine, gonna... but everything sucks for me. Basically. Um, one one thing that I, I really feel like, although I have no reason to feel this way, but one thing I, I feel was taken from the memoir was the scene where he beats up a kid that calls him a slur. Mm-hmm. And his parents defend him. Like, why isn't that kid in here? He did something wrong, too. Um, I feel like that is very... It could have been made for the show to have, like, oh, an uplifting family moment. But I think it is very, like, you think you're going to be in trouble and your parents are actually there for you kind of moment. Yeah. That, like, every 11-year-old thinks they're going to be in trouble for everything. And it's nice when they're not. Yeah. Is it good or bad for the rating of this show that I'm more interested in checking out the book than I am watching any more of the show? Um, I think Eddie would be down with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be cool with that. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I, to be honest, um, I think I would prefer to read the book than watch the rest of this show. Um, I don't know. I'm, I might do both. I, I like the show. I might just skip the rest of the first season because sitcoms aren't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and but if they kind of move away from the sitcom style in the later seasons, I think I'd be more into it because they do have a lot of really funny and really genuine moments. Mm-hmm. So uh, you'd watch. You'd keep watching it. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure, but. I, I definitely would want to give it some time. I'm a little um, iffy because of, uh, you know, Eddie, like, basically, like, distancing himself from the show over, like, creative differences and stuff. It's definitely, like, a, I don't know, there's something like a bad sign, sort of like a, oh, this will be, like, inauthentic. This will be, like, a very ABC's, um, what's the word, producers controlled. All right. So, so you think it's it's gonna get more generic in the later seasons? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's definitely it definitely gives sort of like a weird uh, aftertaste yeah, to stick it, with our it theme. Is a, it is a weird vibe, I think, that 
um, ABC kind of took over the show and Eddie's not really a part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Again, it's it's still going. They're they're going to make a new season this year or next year. Mm-hmm. So it's still popular. People still like it, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've read that a basically that like a major creative difference between Eddie and ABC was that uh, ABC was just more interested in comedy and less interested in going into um, like family tragedies from Eddie's life. Oh. Uh, Basically uh, that uh, Eddie tweeted in 2015 uh, that he understands that this is a comedy, but that the great comics speak from pain. Okay. Um, yeah, I get that. It was as I expected that the later seasons would be more focused on comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get that. I, I definitely understand that, that he would want those things represented in a more sincere way. Mm-hmm. Or if they just avoided them altogether, it's like, okay, I thought you were doing my memoir. What is this? Mm. Um... So yeah, I get it. Um, so I don't know. I, I still, I'm not sure that I would watch more of this show. Yeah. And and you seem incredibly unsure. Well, I don't know. Because I wasn't that big a fan. I th- Okay, so I wasn't that big a fan of like Eddie's fictional character in the three episodes mm-hmm. that we watched. And I know that the show in later seasons sort of like refocuses on the whole family and stuff but i don't i feel guilty about the idea of like oh i'm going to accept this like more acceptable abc packaging and i will like it better as an individual and i feel like weird about it right um so you're kind of torn between preferring the style of focusing on other characters and wanting the creator's intentions to be there which they're not uh yeah yeah it's i mean it's not like i've uh watched the whole show and interviewed eddie but uh yeah i can still have like a weird taste in my mouth about everything yeah i i understand um that would be uh, an interesting episode of this if we could actually interview with someone. God, we would have to be a much bigger we- podcast to start interviewing creators about their shows. <laughs> we would have to be a lot more social <laughs> to reach out to people like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Very intimidating. Um, but hey, uh like subscribe and rate us five stars and maybe that'll happen eventually oh gosh (laughs) do you have a rating for the show um i'm not sure do you uh i think i'm gonna go with sweet okay I'll, i'll i'll go with sweet with an aftertaste that you might need to consider you might need to contemplate So sweet with a sour aftertaste. Maybe, yeah. 
Oh, gosh. It's a reverse Sour Patch Kid. Ah. um yeah so i i thought it was sweet i thought it was funny i i it's it's very hard i think i didn't know the show was based on a memoir when i picked it Mm -hmm. um and now that we are reviewing it it is very difficult to want to (laughs) review some the the comedization of somebody's life story yeah it's uh it's like big topic. oh your your life isn't funny enough <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but you know um so there is like i don't want to end on like a doom and gloom note fresh off the boat is being renewed for his fifth season and the whole cast of actors are all really good i can immediately tell just from like their first couple of episodes in the first season and i know that like they're just going to get, like, better as they get, like, more comfortable with each other and have, like, more history and time working on the show. And they're already great actors. Uh, and yeah. they are, like, this is actually, uh, it's cool to have, like, a diverse show like this where, like, pretty much the entirety of the main cast, you know, uh, it's like. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a balancing act and. I, I don't think I've changed my mind on wanting to watch more. I think mm-hmm. if someone... I think it's a good idol show. Because um, I have some friends that'll put on Netflix if, if they're having just like a chill house party or whatever. And we'll mm-hmm. just basically ignore the TV and talk. Yeah. I think it would be a good show for that kind of thing. Because you could pay attention to it and enjoy yourself if you wanted to. Or you could ignore it and it wouldn't be terrible. You know? Hmm. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, do you have a show for next week? No. Well, pick one. Okay. Um, so follow us on tvdpodcast.tumblr.com. All of our episodes go up there at the same time it goes up on iTunes, or at least they should. <laughs> you never know. iTunes can be slow. So you might get them earlier if you follow us there. You can all also go there and ask us to rate different shows last week was a listener rated show scooby-doo and um also follow us on facebook.com slash tvd podcast uh we don't post there a whole lot but that's another place you can get in touch with us and ask us to review stuff i'm sorry uh i'm just i just think that it's cool to have like this uh like asian american show i agree um it's kind of fucked up that it's the only show about an Asian American family since the early 90s. Yeah. And it's nice that it has gotten five whole seasons, that people like it enough that it keeps coming back, which hopefully opens the door for more shows about non-white families on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, because people, the people giving the ratings are like, oh, this is popular. So maybe they'll go for something like that. Um there's another podcast I listen to called Dead Pilot Society. Yeah. Um, and they they act out pilots that never made it to TV shows. And there is one about a um, Muslim American family. And basically, they were told something like, oh, this isn't real diversity. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because they were like, oh, so for families on TV, like, 
you have the category for Asian families and the cat or I'm not even sure Asian counts because I think it's just like black families and white families. Mm -hmm. And then like because they weren't in a specific category like that, that it was considered a non-diverse show. Weird. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand. What the fuck is up with TV producers? I don't get it. Uh, anyway, that was a really cool pilot. I can't remember what it was called, um, but I wish I wish that had made it to air, and maybe shows like this, like Fresh Off the Boat, will open the door for more shows like that to make it to air. Yeah. Oof. Also, another complication, I'm pretty sure it was uh, nixed right around election time, so. Oh, uh, what? The show I was talking about. Oh, that's odd. Yeah. That's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. TV show. TV show. Okay, okay, okay. Um. Can we watch Transformers Beast Wars? <laughs> well, it has been an entire year since I let yeah. you make me watch Transformers. And I do love Transformers. I guess we can do that. You don't sound very excited. Actually, I do I do really want to watch Beast Wars. It looks stupid and I want to watch it. Okay, I definitely want to make you watch it. <laughs> All right. So, join us uh 2 weeks from now for Transformers Beast Wars. Um also the month after that, September and the month after September, October, we will be doing weekly shows. So, oh, we've yeah. got Superhero September and Spooktober coming up. So after next week, we will have eight shows in a row for you. Oh boy, I'm so excited to get to do all of that work. We'll die for you. Oh no. <laughs> It'll be a true Spooktober. We'll be ghosts. Oh gosh. Alright, yeah. Um, Alright, I'm ready to die for my art. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited at least. I like, I like when we get to watch a bunch of stuff. I'm really not looking forward to having to pick spooky shows again, but I'll do it. I'll do it. You didn't even pick spooky shows last time. Uh, I know. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.